Welcome to the Story X Story podcast, where we discuss stories across pop culture, plus give you advice on creating your own. It's episode number 30, and today we're going behind the story. I'm your co-host, Nigel. I am Tazzy, streamer and co-host. And our guest today is Abu Bakr Salim, an actor, voice actor, and a video game studio founder. Welcome to the show. Oh, hello. Yeah, as I run through that list of things, it kind of dawns on me that you do quite a lot of stuff. So we're going to dig into all of that for this episode. Yeah, I do too many things because I have no life and I enjoy (laughs) literally working all the time. (laughs) So we do have a lot of time on our hands. So this is a good moment for you. Yeah. All right, so before we get into it, I want to remind listeners that you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. You can send us your feedback and questions to feedback at myamada.com or just throw them at us on social media, at myamada on Twitter, at myamadatees on Instagram, or at Tazzy on both. Now let's get to know our guest. Yeah, so um, today we're going to be finding out a bit about you as a, a voice artist and a video game studio founder, which is mm. really exciting. So mm. first of all, how did you get into acting and how long have you been doing it for? Yeah, so um, I kind of got into acting uh, basically as a as a kid. I watched a lot of uh, TV, film, and um, basically I hated it all because no one that I saw on the TV or on the, on the screen really kind of represented me. So I didn't feel like, like a story being told about me. So um, I felt like through video games, actually um, playing a lot of video games, there was a feeling of like, oh, you know what? Like, at least I'm going on this journey with these characters. So, uh, so yeah, the kind of my my way into storytelling was through uh, video games, um, and and since then I've literally you know I did drama training at school uh, with a good friend of mine who I'm now working with. Um, he's writing on a project that I'm working on, um, and also uh, basically just keeping myself uh, sort of busy in the sense of doing like extracurricular stuff as well outside of uh, school, and then going into drama school. And I think I, I did my first professional job when I was uh, 16. And since then, it's just been rolling on. Um, and, you know, and that's kind of how I got into it. Cool. So it's quite like an early age that you've, I, guess, I suppose, fell into it because it wasn't really... Yeah, I, I mean, like, it wasn't, I wouldn't even say, and I wouldn't even say it was early. I have, you know, there's a, a lot of acting stuff, it kind of begins a lot earlier because I think... Um, a lot of people uh, sort of um, have family that are kind of in the actual acting industry. And I didn't. I had no one who was in, who was interested in the arts or in any form, shape or form. No one really interested in that idea of filmmaking. So it kind of felt like I, I kind of stumbled upon it by accident, you know. And it was that kind of thing of just doing a lot of my own sort of research and, and reading and, and, and throwing myself out there just, you know, willing to sort of make mistakes at an early age, not really knowing what I was doing, kind of, you know, led me to sort of being where I am at at the moment, you know? Mm. And did you have sort of like any other career options at like that point? Or was it, no, I'm going to fully go into acting? Honestly, no. I, I, I think at the time, I remember thinking to myself, if I don't make it as an actor, I'm probably going to join the army. (laughs) 
<laughs> I remember like it was that kind of extreme or that you know that kind of level like Those I didn't even really extremes. you know exactly yeah, complete <laughs> complete extremes in the sense of like I didn't really know that you could you know have a job in making games otherwise I probably would have you know been some form of developer because I did like you know I like and, and probably programming because I do love you know I, there's something fascinating about the code and language of it um which i you know as a kid because my dad used to work for the software department of xerox and so you know he'd have all these books on c plus plus and all this jazz that i used to kind of you know kind of skim over and pretend like i i understood <laughs> but had no idea about so um but yeah but like it was kind of i had no i had not really any idea of what i wanted to be i just knew that i enjoyed acting, enjoyed storytelling and wanted to kind of tell those stories as soon as possible, you know? Mm. Yeah. That's cool. So um, from your parents, did you get support um, going into acting? Uh, yeah, to, I mean, support in the, in, in, in the regards of, I guess, it's funny. My mum my was, and my dad, both of them were very much of the mentality of like, if you really want to do this, then you've got to prove it. So they, so yeah, they supported me in taking me to these like drama training uh, classes, extracurricular and all this sort of stuff. But a lot of it was, you know, I had, I had to be the one to be like, hey, can I go to here? Can I go to there? And I feel like, uh, you know, it wasn't really something that they sort of enforced upon me. So mm. yeah, they were very they were very supportive to a degree. I think you know to begin with again, and and as normal, they probably saw it as like a hobby. Um, they didn't really possibly see me as doing it as a proper career because they had no idea about it either. They're very yeah. uh, you know I, I come from I'm I'm sort of a first generation Brit in the sense that my parents you know they're both from Kenya and they've both got you know kind of stereotypical sort of African mentality of like he's going to be either a doctor or a pilot. So, you know, that was kind of my, that was my sort of upbringing. But um, so being an actor was almost seen as something quite weird to them, but they were incredibly supportive to actually, you know, give me the chance to um, try and fulfill that dream and to fulfill that sort of journey. And they helped in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. They were kind of like encouraged you to be proactive about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I suppose it's probably a good thing rather than it just being sort of laid out to you. Um, mm. they made you work <laughs> um what has been your biggest challenge as an actor Oof. uh I'd say probably the uh you know dealing with the rejection the amount of times that you you know you hear no is quite funny um, there is, you know, in the sense of, uh, you know, auditioning for something and, and, and having someone say, no, you're not the right type or you're not this, you're not that. But a lot of the time, actually, and actually, actually, most of the time now having been on the other side and, you know, producing and, and, and uh, sort of getting involved in the casting process uh, as well, you learn actually that it isn't about the fact that you're not necessarily a good actor or not. It's just that you just are not part of that vision or the, you know, you don't fulfill the vision and which is of what's going on and that's completely not in your power to to deal with you know so it's 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 uh so that was quite a hard thing to deal with whereas now as you know as long after you've cracked that and after you get that you kind of are like okay cool let's uh let's um let's you know let's move on to the next thing let me see if i can do the next thing which will kind of help yeah sounds very character building (laughs) Incredibly, you got to get a thick skin, like a real thick skin, because, yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough. Mm. And at any point, did that kind of, 
you you obviously um pushed through that and got got over and learned from it but at any point did that make you feel like you wanted to quit or you know not Uh, at all I mean look there's always been times where there has been doubts but I've never wanted to quit I think that there is a there is a and that's another thing as well I think at very early on I got used to this idea someone used to tell me that um I was one guy this older guy this older actor guy and I, I can't remember his his name, I just remember the saying. And he said to me, like, you've got to be happy with the idea of living off beans and toast for the rest of your life if you want to be an actor. <laughs> and, and, like, and never owning your own home and all that kind of stuff. Like, you've got to really want to do it. And I remember him saying that to me. And I remember at that moment thinking, yeah, I'm cool with that. And literally being like, okay, this is exactly what I want to do. So there isn't that, you know, that mentality of kind of wanting, of wanting to quit was never, it never kind of, entered into my head doubts and 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 person and you know the hardship of it was there for sure absolutely but the idea of quitting I I guess you know and I guess everyone's different but for me it's I'm quite stubborn as you can tell from the fact that I'm doing like voice acting um writing (laughs) uh you know game studio running comic studio running you know film and tv run like it's I'm quite quite yeah stubborn in that mm. regard so yeah when someone asked you what's option b you're like there's a b <laughs> <laughs> literally, what does I, that I, mean <laughs> i laughed in their face i told them I, I literally said there is no such thing as option b there's mm. no such thing because i think the thing again is like i i understand the idea of, of playing it safe i get that i completely yeah. get that and i completely respect that and i think there is a i just know that myself um I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really think that way. My way of thinking is almost just, just going for it. And then, if, yeah. and, and, and thinking of a, of a plan B in the, in the time that it doesn't work out, you know? Yeah. So no, um, I yeah. plan A basically. There's only, yeah, there's only, <laughs> there's, there's only, plan, only a. plan A because, because I feel like, you know, a lot of the time, if, if there is, if there, there's, there's 101 ways of doing something. There's 101 ways of cracking an egg, right? So you've just got to find the way in which works for you and which, in which you're happy with. And so for me, I feel like you've just got to, when it comes to, especially with the acting stuff, there is, you know, you've just got to keep tenaciously going for something and, you know, being, and not, not necessarily hurting people on the, on your way there and being annoying. But the point is, is that, you know, okay, fine. Doing a short film, you know, this short film didn't work out. Let me try another short film with another director or talk to this other writer and working this idea. Let me try write something myself. Okay, that doesn't work. Let me try and direct something. Let me talk to this agent. That agent doesn't want to talk to me. Let me talk to this other agent. So there's a, there's always a way. There's always yeah. a way of getting in. And there's always a way of building from the steps that you kind of go for. And that's kind of the way in which I approached it. Yeah. I mean, I can totally relate. Relate. Um, I've had people ask me like, oh, so what's your backup plan? And I'm like, I don't, I tried, I tried having a backup plan. The backup yeah. plan didn't work. I can't. And I, I also like have a, I have a crazy amount of respect for my friends that are like, oh, I'm not really happy with my job, but it's a job. And I'm like, I literally don't know how to do that. I wish <laughs> I could do that, but I can't, I don't know how to quit. I'm so stubborn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's physically painful. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we spoke about your your biggest challenge. So on the flip side, what's your best achievement as an actor? Oh wow, I'd probably say playing the lead character in Assassin's Creed Origins. That was like that was where like the two worlds in which I, I've absolutely loved molded into one. 
and uh, it was like the most. It was fun. I mean, who who gets to play an assassin? Like, not many people do. <laughs> like, actually, know, crazy. Exactly, <laughs> in it in like a massive <laughs> franchise. Like, it's such a. It was such a blessing and honor to do, and it was at a really scary time as well because we didn't know where the actual series was going in the sense of like. You know, not many people were really kind of fans of it. It was it kept repeating itself and all this jazz. So it was a terrifying time to come in, but it was a hell of a lot of fun. I'll tell you that. It was a big one to come into as well, because especially for me, I feel like um, I sort of like fell off of, of Assassin's Creed. Yeah. I, and Origins kind of like brought it back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it brought me back. Like it, it's amazing. It looks amazing. Um, the story's amazing. Not to say that they hadn't been amazing, but for me, like Brotherhood was the last one that I've really felt strongly about. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I feel like for a lot of people that I know that have been a fan of the franchise, um, mm. that like it, it came back. <laughs> and it, oh, nice. You know. Um, and there's a special place for Assassin's Creed in my heart as well mm. um, because it's the first game my dad bought me once he sort of came back into my life yeah. uh, and then I like just fell in love with it <laughs> so <laughs> um, I have like a big connection with it um, so I suppose you kind of answered like my next question um, yeah. What were your favourite acting roles? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, I mean, like by by far, uh, has to be Bayek in Assassin's Creed Origins. I think there was a lot of fun. I felt like I grew with the character a lot, and I had you know, I had a year and a half to play with him. He was brilliant, and um, I you know, and actually recently as well, like I've just finished filming um, a TV show with uh, Ridley Scott, so that's and that's a good fun character to play. So, yeah, it's all been pretty, pretty, pretty fun in that regards of like where we of of the of my acting roles in the sense of those two have definitely are on, are on top. Yeah. Um, so leading on from that, at what point did you know you were auditioning for it? Uh, for the Assassin's Creed game? Did, was it oh, sort of like all hush-hush was, until the last minute? Yeah, completely. It was like a complete... See, like I, My agent sent me the um, the audition being like, I have no idea what this is for, but you know what? Just go for it because I think it sounds like cool fun. The idea of you know motion capture would be great. And I was like, oh yeah, cool. Yeah, sure. Motion capture sounds great for like a TV show. And it was advertised as like this Egyptian sort of um, TV show, right? Uh, that was filming in Montreal for... <laughs> motion capture not putting two and two together at all and I was yeah. just a bit like okay cool and then it was like I think near the final round where they mentioned like this was before uh, the final round of the audition they were like by the way you're auditioning for Assassin's Creed Origins and I literally oh my god I could have <laughs> cried in that room I could have cried it was like the it was terrifying but exciting at the same time because that and that was I have to say like I've, I've, I've like auditioned for a lot of things like in the sense of like and big big things you know and like there was nothing that I ever wanted more than getting that role it was yeah. like the longest two weeks of my life waiting to hear whether I got it or not it was <laughs> it was it drove me insane it really did um I think I know what the answer is going to be to this but had you ever played the Assassin's Creed games before? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> like they dot from the first, like, you know, first game. Like, I was a massive fan. Like, I remember 
playing the first Assassin's Creed, having no idea what it was going to be about. And then when it goes all funny and glitchy and stuff, and you're like, oh my God, this is so different to what I imagined. It was like, so great. It was such a great yeah. feeling. I remember that feeling. Yeah. Um, so what kind of preparations did you have uh, for this particular role? Uh, I'd say it was more to do with like a lot of uh, learning about the actual uh, like sort of learning about ancient ancient Egypt and sort of the religions and cultures and that. I mean, like um, there wasn't really much, you know, there was a lot recorded, but, it, you know, again, it's all kind of sparsely there. And, you know, I had Ubisoft as well help in that regard. So a lot of it was that. But then a lot of it also came to just looking at the character of Bayek and his sort of emotional journey and trying to find similarities to me. Now, I haven't exactly gone through the same things that he's gone through, but one of the big things is is loss and, like, you know, his experience of loss and how he deals with it. And at the time, you know, I, you know, my my dad's uh, passing was quite still quite fresh. So I kind of um, not necessarily pulled upon that, but used that as an experience to sort of relate to the character. I think most of the most of the um, most of an actor's job is to relate to a character that they play and find some form of um, symp- and sympathize to to them to a degree. Um, not necessarily saying that you have to be on their side, but you have to find something which connects them to the humanity of who they are, right? And mm. I think that there is, you know, there is that you know there is that sort of uh, thing that I went through with Bayek was trying to find. Um, as much of his humanity and his and his and his character as possible to kind of connect to it. So a lot of it was like a lot of it was that as well. Yeah, I mean we've definitely spoke a lot about uh, the humanity in characters uh, on this podcast. Yeah, mm. Just needing to empathise with like whatever character is your main character, mm. or even villain character. Mm. Definitely, it's definitely important when it comes to storytelling. Um, and I suppose as an actor, that's part of your job is to make us as the consumer uh, absolutely able to feel that connection as well yeah um so what was the most challenging aspect of the role oh i'd say probably the um the 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 frightening feeling of taking such a massive role on my shoulders and this is like the first time i was playing a lead in like a proper lead in a in in anything you know, beforehand, I definitely, you know, I'd played like a series regular or like, you know, you know, in, in, in an ensemble sort of TV show. But to play the lead character, to play like the face of a, of a character in a game, that was incredibly daunting and terrifying. Because, again, and also, you know, being a gamer myself, like I know how brutal and harsh the gaming community can be. And it's only because they care and because of the yeah. amount of hours that are spent in, in, you know, that they put in these things and the money that is spent also to put in, the, you know, in these in, in video games. So it was incredibly terrifying to be put on that side of things and be like, OK, now I am the I'm the entertainer and I hope I entertain <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've got we hold high bars us gamers do <laughs> absolutely yeah well I, I get it because it's you know it's like you know these games are like what 50 odd quid yeah and you've got to like you know you that's 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 you know quite a mighty ask for some mm-hmm. people you know and i feel like you know to keep to and then also then the hours that are needed in it you're going to be you know putting a few hours into that game to really kind of get something out of it and if you've already put like five hours and you're like this is terrible that's five hours of like time that you could have been 
doing something else. That's another 50 quid that you could have put onto another like game or whatever. Yeah. So you so it's it's really it's it's important. It's an important time, you know. It's not like a book or like a or like a TV show that you can just flick on and flick off, which mm-hmm. you kind of get an idea of. You know, you've got to kind of with a, with a video game, you've got to play it to get to get an idea of whether you like it or not. And yeah. and it takes a while. Definitely, I feel like playing. I've, I see it all the time. There's like a quote or something it goes a bit along the lines of, um, like I don't have one life I have many because when you play a video game you're kind of living that character you're living that life you're meeting those people um you're not just passively watching or reading you're Mm. you're part of it Mm. so yeah I can imagine that's quite a high mantle to uh (laughs) take on Um, so what are some of the other pros and cons of of acting in a video game uh, I'd say the pros are pretty much the fact that you get to play as much as you want and you get to do as much as you want and you get to really imagine. Um, that's definitely a pro. Um, I wouldn't really necessarily say there are many cons. I don't know. I'd say like when it comes to that kind of, I, I guess, I guess it's the, it's the, the, and it depends actually, you know, it's the, sometimes there can be a disjointed nature to it all. Sometimes you can, you know, be acting on your own in the sense of like, you know, acting on your own and not reacting to other characters because or other actors because they're going to be, you know, doing a different session. Um, so it's trying to find that continuity and that kind of, you know, feeling of communicating with someone. Like a lot of the gameplay stuff that you saw of, um, of when, when you don't have, con- when you have control of the character and they're talking, a lot of the time in, in the booth, that's recorded by, you know, on your own. So all the lines of Bayek were all, you know, when you, when you actually have some control and agency over Bayek, um, all those lines were done uh, in a booth on my own, even when talking to characters. Um, whereas, you know, the, the glory and beauty of doing the cutscenes was I was actually working off someone and reacting off someone. But then, you know, I'm not in ancient Egypt. In TV shows and films, a lot of the time you can rely on your environment to kind of help you tell the story. Whereas um, in a video game, the environment is all made up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Um, so going from acting in a video game um to making them <laughs> being a part yeah. of the you know not just acting in them um so what yeah. inspired you to make the jump from an actor to actually having your own game studio <laughs> uh i think for me it's always i've always been interested in the idea of storytelling and i think that the making games and the arts of games is just another way of um storytelling and that kind of thing and so for me it's it's it just felt like a natural sort of progression now again i've never made games before but i have you know i've it's in when it comes to content creation a lot of it and what's beautiful about the actual industry itself is that everyone is very open to talk and everyone's very open to share their experience now i know a lot about um you know making you know making films or tv and stuff and there are quite a few similarities in the sense of when it comes to it being part of the whole team and being and you know finding the right people to who are proficient in what they do for example like a director of photography a dop could necessarily you know you could make that the equivalent to like someone who is like a um programmer or 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 an artist so the idea is that you just got to fill these different roles and you learn as you go along right but um, for me, it just—it was one of the biggest drives was genuinely just telling more stories and finding a way to tell more stories. 
Yeah. And what have you learned from that transition? That it's tough. <laughs> that it's not easy. And that, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of work that gets put into making games. And uh, it's funny that most of this, you gotta, you've got to kill your darlings. So you come in with one idea or two ideas or maybe even three. And like, you think that this is the best idea ever, but it might not necessarily work. And you've got to be comfortable with the idea of moving on and moving forward and trying to advance on that. And I think that there is, um, you know, it's you're you're creating something from scratch, you know, when it comes to making a game to a degree. And I think that, you know, the, there is and it's quite a, still a new system, whereas, you know, the TV and film industry is very, very old. There is a, there is a, there is a system that, that has worked from time memoriam. So, like, you know, the, it, you know, it's going to work. This is how you make a TV show. Whereas with a game, it's like. You kind of you're kind of rolling the dice and throwing it in you know on the table and hoping it lands on a good number. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's it's very um it's it's not easy, especially if you want to make a game which you feel will sort of resonate with um, the people and feel like it's worth spending money on. I feel like there is a lot there is a lot to take on board. There's a lot of sacrifices that need to be made, um, and it's just it's 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 about. And also, you know, it's about the passion as well of it all. Mm. Yeah. Um, so you've started, sort of Silver Ring Games has started during this pandemic. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, and it's been born into, you know, the <laughs> the fires of the current, oh my current Lord. situations. Very How has that timely. affected? <laughs> yeah, yeah it it's not that bad. Actually, actually, it hasn't really affected me that much. Only because it's um, it's uh, it's 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 we're a remote studio, so we don't actually really need um, a, an actual studio space to work in. Everyone can work from home, which is quite the beauty of it. You know, we're kind of taking a lot of inspiration from the way in which uh, Moon Studio works, and the fact that you you know. People, you know, nine times out of 10 actually should, if they want to make games, they kind of already have the equipment at home. In the same way, like, you know, as an actor, I'm going to have books about acting at home. I'm going to have a camera ready for me to film at home. I'm going to have something that's going to, you know, so you kind of assume that a lot with people who make, who want to get into games. They have a computer or they have something where they can use a programming software. Or, you know, if you're an artist, they have the, the, the appropriate sort of uh, equipment at home that they make art from. So it feels like, you know, we're just building from there. And actually, the, yes, the quarantine has definitely affected uh, mental states of some people in the sense of like the loneliness and the idea of not really being able to get out. And, you know, we've, we've, we've experienced that for sure. But actually, when it comes to work and stuff and connectivity and, you know, trying to keep that active, actually not been that bad, you know. So it's been it's been all right. Good. I'm glad to hear that it hasn't um, had too much of an effect on on this new thing for you. Yeah. Um, so what kind of games are you going to be making? What are the aims for the studio? <laughs> right, that's a, that's a funny question. If I told you this now, Mel would kill me. Uh, no, but look, the games that we're trying to make, are uh, we're looking at the idea of making games that are, that are you know, narrative-driven um, and look into the idea of empowering uh, voices that don't necessarily... Uh, have a chance to be seen or be heard. So those are the kind of stories that we're interested by. And for me, it's like, you know, I, I, I can't wait 
to actually announce the game that we're working on because the some of the stuff that we've got already and some of the artwork and everything it's a universe which i feel a lot of people are going to go crazy about like generally i feel like it's very very exciting but um but then again at the same time it's like trying to keep that authenticity and that kind of and trying to remember that this is a game and not like a film or a tv show so it's also keeping you know keeping that in mind and and trying to tell stories through the game you know through interactivity that is one of the key sort of focuses of the of the stuff that we're making is really kind of looking and focusing on the actual um content of what we're producing and making it right for that way of telling our story sounds like some excellent stuff and something that's kind of that we need more of in game it sounds great more of this (laughs) yeah i'm excited i'm excited i can't honestly i'm so excited to just at least say it because i feel like i'm like I've got this big secret that I've made up myself and I can't tell anyone. <laughs> and it's like, how can you not tell a secret that you've just made up? Like, it's so weird. So weird. You used to having someone else make you sign an NDA and, and yeah. sort of, but now it's your, your, own, yeah. <laughs> your own thing. Why is your record for keeping secrets out of interest? My record for keeping secrets is terrible. Oh my God, it's terrible. Like, <laughs> like, I, like for example, like Ubisoft, um, you know, I was supposed to keep the secret about Assassin's Creed Origins, and I was working on Assassin's Creed Origins, you know, until they announced it officially. I told every single family member, every single friend that I was playing the Assassin. Like, who doesn't? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it was one of those like I'm gonna parade this for as long as I can. So yeah, I was. I'm terrible at secrets. I'm really terrible at secrets. <laughs> Okay, you need to get that game done quick then. I know, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> All this NDA stuff. It's so funny. Every time I like talk to someone, I'm like, you know, when I when, when especially when it comes to interviewing people for the work and stuff, I'm very much like, oh, have you guys signed an NDA? And they're a lot of the time they're like, no. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, don't worry about it. Like, let me just tell you about the game. And they're like, oh, and it, you could see people just being like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> like, I can't can't deal with it. <laughs> too much pressure (laughs) honestly honestly um so uh we normally get a well actually nigel normally gives a tip Mm. (laughs) a story uh or creator tip um what do you have any tips or advice to give us i'd say just keep doing what you're doing do you know what i mean i think that if 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 you continue to persevere and find interesting and fascinating ways of, of doing what you're doing. And I think, I think there's something exciting about that. I think be, uh, be excited about the journey that you're on rather than necessarily see it as a, as a, as a, like, you know, as a long journey. It's, it's kind of playing upon the idea of like, it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. But it's this idea of actually enjoying every single moment of it because it's it's an it's an exciting times, especially when it comes to creative creative writing or creative or creativity in any sort of form. I think there is something to to be said about really enjoying the journey and savoring each and every moment of that creation because of a period because it's 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 a, it's a magical moment. The idea of creating something from you know from fragments of your imagination it, it's. Or, you know, or being able to sort of bring, you know, bring to light someone else's writing or someone else's images. It's, it's, it's magic, man. And it's like, you've just got to enjoy it. 
That's a really lovely tip. Yeah, yeah I, I need to that one. as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially during quarantine. Like, I, I act like it doesn't affect me, but this week I, uh, I've kind of just got hit by being in the same space all the time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that, thank you. <laughs> no worries. No, honestly, I, I think it's so, it's so vital and it's so easy to forget. Like, I forget it all the time sometimes, mm. but it's so nice to sort of, but every time... You do, I do feel that way and I try and remember it. I just feel so much better. I feel like, oh, this is it. This is this is part of the growing period, you know? And it's yeah. like, you know, and it's and it's nice and it's that there is a progression there. And it's like and there's and there's only up, you know, there's only you can only level up, even if you have to scrap the idea totally. That's why that's what I've learned, like, especially with this whole uh, studio thing. It's like you have to kill your darlings. And there's something quite interesting about that because you're exterminating things that don't work and you're moving forward towards something that will work. And I think that there is it's it's magical it really is cool because it's it's like it's like you know being able to bake a cake and remove too much of the flour that you've already added or maybe add some more whatever you need to you know like more eggs or you know to balance it all out it's all part of that creative process yeah um thank you for that tip uh Listeners, you can send your feedback on this interview at feedback at myimurder.com. Uh, you can also, you're also able to send your questions in for future, future in, ugh, my God, I'm so sorry, future interview episodes on our upcoming Discord community. Um, so we're now going to go into some bonus round questions. Yeah, just to wrap up, just throw a few kind of uh, random questions at you uh, as we'd like to sure. do. Sure. Um, uh, the first one actually is, uh, would you be interested in adding a uh, spiritual counsellor to your list of things? Because I'm really feeling that tip and <laughs> I just need to hear that <laughs> every so often. I think you don't, you don't have to answer now. Just, you know, think about right. it. Yeah, yeah checking. Right. Okay. You know, just, yeah, let that. Uh, just, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll sit on it. Cool, I'll sit on cool. it. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Um, yeah, just as we're as we're talking about video games and your work uh, in in gaming, I'm just interested to know uh, what's the best like video game memory that you have. Oh, probably playing uh, Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I was uh, in my you know in my family home uh, in in Hertfordshire, and I was playing this. I rented it from Blockbuster. And I rent, and because it's such a massive game, of course, I ended up like, well, I ended up, you know, renting it over, like, you know, for for longer. And I remember playing it, and it was the first video game that made me cry. I don't know, it was just there was just something, it just hit a bone in me, and I just remember thinking, this is, I mean, it's it's confusing as hell. Like I have no idea yeah. what happened, you know, in the whole story. <laughs> like what type of game but is it? it? And you know what I mean? Like what is it? Like what actually? And what is the story? Like <laughs> it's like what anyway but i just remember it just really really emotionally kind of hit me and and and, and it really really inspired me actually cool. yeah oh, that's a really nice story um i is a uh, random one for you so you know we just got this overriding theme of of quarantine and then self-isolation and everything now so mm. um just imagine um you know if you can stretch your imagination as far you're quarantined in the house uh, with three other video game characters, which video game characters would they be? It can't be yours though, because that's you can't allow that. Okay, if I was if I was a video game character, sorry. Yeah, let's say you are your video game character. Which three other video game characters would you like to be quarantined with? 
Oh, wow. Okay. I'd probably like to be quarantined with... Um, okay. Uh, it's a tough question. That is really tough, know. you know? <laughs> Jeez. Um, I'd probably be quarantined with... Okay, I'm just going to quick fire it. Probably um, Axel from Street of Rage. So then he could teach me some cool fight moves and train me to make it really, really cool. Uh, does Does Goku count? Yes, he has been in many, many video games. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'd probably I'd probably say Goku, because that'd okay. be pretty fun as well. And then I'm probably my final one would be like Ori, because I think she's just really cute. So might as well like play around with Ori because she's like, you know, she could she's just like a cool pet, but intelligent at the same time. Yeah. And it'd be kind of, you know. It's like having a dog, you know what I mean? Or like yeah. a cat that actually is intelligent and knows what to do and is fun and kind of loves you and all this sort of stuff. It's, it would be great. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's an interesting house. I, I do feel like Goku's going to eat all your food, though, but... Uh, hey, that's it's all yeah. good. I'll just, I'll, just, I'll just learn all my fight moves from Axel and then fight him up. Fight him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, staying well away from that house. Uh, <laughs> last, last question. <laughs> Um, just again on the sort of quarantine theme is uh, what stories have you been catching up with, video games or otherwise? Basically, oh, recommendations. Man. Everything under the sun. Like honestly, like I've literally played. Uh, I've played all of. Uh, I played Ori in the Blind Forest, Will of the Wisps. I've played uh, Streets of Rage. I've played uh, the new Final Fantasy remake. I've also played um, this. Uh, uh oh, what's it called it's a game it's like because the thing is i've just discovered um xbox game pass i'm just yeah. playing all of the games on there like, <laughs> literally everything under the sun so it's i'm just like i mean oh yeah. i love it i love it it's so good so i've literally just been playing all those games and stuff so uh yeah i mean if i was to recommend any game to play uh and really kind of throw yourself into it would probably be I had a lot of fun with Gato Roboto. Short game, sweet game, real good fun. Mm. Cool. Oh, thanks for that. Um, and yeah, before we sort of wrap up, just let people know where they can find out more about you and your projects that you've got coming up. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, um, again, like I, I hope to announce sort of uh, what we're working on anyway sometime soon. But you can find all the information on my uh, Twitter, which is uh, at Abzi Babsi, or my Instagram, uh, which is at Abzi Salim. And uh, you can actually follow Silver Rain Games on both Twitter and Instagram, which is the same uh, the same handle, at Silver Rain Games. So, uh, yeah, you can find out all the information on that. Um, and, yeah, and more. Oh, fantastic. And, yeah, just, like, keep that secret. Like you get in trouble. Oh, you have no idea. Honestly, I <laughs> probably you probably won't hear from me after I announce it. That's the yeah. thing. <laughs> uh, but um, <clears throat> no, thanks for joining us. It's been yeah great to hear your story and just like a, a bit about the work that you do. The no, it's been good fun. It's been good fun. Thank you. No, you're welcome. Um, and yeah, so once again, you can catch this episode, all our previous episodes, um, and future episodes of Story X Story on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. We're also on TuneIn. And uh, I think by the time you're listening to this, we'll have some stuff on YouTube as well. We'll be putting episodes up on YouTube if we haven't already. Uh, so you can reach us uh, in yeah, so many places. 
Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can leave a review, if you enjoyed it, please do leave a review, uh, share with friends and followers. Um, we also make stories. So we are storytellers. We have our own manga universe. You can see our manga books at myamada.com forward slash manga. And we do video, well, we don't make video games, but we have a video game event uh, called Gamepad. As Tazzy mentioned earlier, we do have a Discord community coming up in June, and we all are making plans for an online Gamepad event later in the summer. So you can head to gamepad.events to find out more about that once we have all the plans uh, in place. And yeah, there are more episodes coming up, more creator interviews, more video game discussions, and deep dives into stories across film, television, comic books, um, and wherever stories exist. Just a final reminder, our email address is feedback at myamada.com. You can send us your feedback on anything we've discussed today. And the website is myamada.com forward slash story x story. Until next time, take care, everyone. Thank you.